Hey everybody, it's your boy, Eduardo Jackson, CEO, founder of Cinema Draft and creator of BlacksandBitcoin.com, where everybody's welcome, but I stay black and loving Bitcoin. We are welcoming back a quick turnaround to the pod, the to the pod, welcoming back to the pod, the moderator of my panel at the Black on Black Enterprise Entrepreneur Summit in Charlotte, North Carolina, two weekends ago. She is the digital manager for Black Enterprise Magazine. You know her, you love her, and she's really quite nice in person. It's Samara Lynn. Hey, Samara. Hey. So uh, great to be back, back. here. Good, Thank good. You. Yeah, and just, I mean, I, I just wanted to get you back on mm. so quickly after because I just wanted to have you recap the summit. Like, what did you see from, from your position, not only as a multiple uh, moderator, but also just kind of milling about with everyone in the, uh, in, in, in the Charlotte Convention Center? So this is my third, fourth entrepreneur summit with Black Enterprise. And every year, it just amazes me how many Black entrepreneurs there are. Mm. I mean, it's just astounding. And it just keeps growing year by year by year. And I would say one more thing, too, because we also have the Tech Connect Summit uh, coming up in October, which is our technology-oriented summit. Yes, let's show that. Entrepreneur <laughs> Summit. And Tech Summit is just continues to constantly fuse. You know, so many startups are tech-oriented oriented so yeah absolutely and and i mean i wouldn't be surprised if we saw someone like brian back uh at you know at the tech connect or whatever in uh, san francisco which i believe is in october october 8th and 9th yeah yeah and brian burkeen he's actually been he goes we bouncing back and forth between tech connects and entrepreneur <laughs> summit because he has a lot of valuable knowledge on the business side and on the you know no, absolutely, and and also the fact that he, I mean, it, it is it is impressive, when, especially when I was on my panel sitting next to a guy who was able to, you know, f you know, a black person uh, of all things, you know, our representation in cryptocurrency, you know, is you know less than than where it probably could be or should be, but sitting next to a guy who's raised thirty million through an ICO, which is astounding, and yeah. it was it's really great to have him, you know. Bridge any time or any way you can. I personally reached out to him after and was like, "Look, you know, tell me everything you know. I'm trying to, you know, work with this this environmental group out of Seattle to maybe do an ICO to to fund, you know, our efforts. Like, you know, give me your secrets." And he's, you know, to his credit, he's very, you know, open with with you know sharing his stuff. He actually has he like really these, is. These, these informal like um, founder get-togethers down in uh, Miami. So if you can afford to make it down to Miami to learn how to to market, you know, an ICO, you know, you should definitely hit him up. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah, Brian is great. I'll be your agent, Brian. And so are you. <laughs> <laughs> you were great on the panel as well. I mean, the knowledge oh, you dropped about crypto was just unbelievable. You well, know, we, had, we had a great turnout. Yeah, I'm not much of a specialist per se. I'm more of a generalist because we had like the tech guy, which was Daryl, Daryl Hubbard, mm -hmm. and And then we had the, the guy mm -hmm. who's kind of like a bridge between like, you know, uh, between tech and also, you know, general knowledge like Brian. And then just kind of meets hanging out here like, yeah, I've just been here. I've just been around for a while. <laughs> but I got opinions. Hey, you know, so. Yeah, and your enthusiasts often sometimes make the best like panelists because they're just so into like every aspect. You know, they have a good broad range of it. So. Oh yeah, well, thank you. It was, it was great to be there. Great to get out of my little desert cage, as I said. And yeah, I'm, I'm like, I'm with you. <laughs> it felt so good to be around so many black people who are doing, who right. are just, you know, I mean, 
most i mean a lot of them were like really like professionally hustling like they had like their corporate gig yeah. they had their side hustle or their or their, right. or their side hustle was their corporate gig or and just feeling like right. the energy and i mean it felt like a, someone called it like uh, a church revival meets like a business meeting that's kind of how it felt. yeah that's a great way to put it <laughs> i was definitely underdressed but i don't care i'm representing tech you know we well, walk around in t-shirts you know, because because we're getting a lot more millennials and we're like very focused with the younger generation, we're, we're addressing that. We're trying to make it not less so stuffy. Uh, like our next Tech Connects next year is going to be probably in a shared raw space in San Francisco. So okay. we're going to, you know, Black Enterprise has been around a while, but we're going to try to, we're going to young it up a bit. <laughs> well, I mean, and, and even and even if they were like, you know, suited and booted with their Sunday finest, which most of them were, it, it was kind of refreshing. It reminded me when I first went to uh, to Morehouse, you know, uh, my little HBCU down there in Atlanta and how like, you know, there was always two or three brothers sitting at the front of the class in full suits or whatever in the August heat, you know, bow ties, whatever, just ready to learn. You know, that's what it felt like, 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 felt like a convention center of that. So that was, that was fun. That was, that was great. <laughs> and, and you know, and me personally, being a single guy who lives in a place that is not predominantly black, it was great seeing so many women who were doing, you know, doing it for themselves. You know, I went to the Sisters yeah. Inc. panel. Yeah, um, definitely. I mean, just I, I had so many crushes throughout the weekend. It was great. So you know, keep. keep, keep <laughs> <doing>. <laughs> yeah. So, so so back to the panel. What were some of the takeaways you took from from uh, moderating our panel? Well, I think the biggest one was I was really quite surprised how interested the audience was. I think there's a lot of interest from black people in cryptocurrency. Do you, are you finding that as well? Yeah, there is. And, and I, I, I mean, I informally shilled, you know, uh, this Facebook group I'm part of, but I check it every day. I try to, you know, add little contributions or little news that I see every day into the group. It's called Black People and Cryptocurrency. Uh, I'll, I'll leave a link in the description below. And, you know, and, and I'm, I'm surprised, but I'm not surprised. I guess what, I guess what kind of surprised me was, was how many um, like really kind of like corporate people were like looking for like a, a, a financial entry point as far as like, well, how much of this should I add to my portfolio? So they're basically right. kind of dipping their toe in the water <laughs> in like a very kind of structured way. Because most of the black people that I know who are into cryptocurrency, we're all like kind of gung-ho, trailblazing, like we're just going to, you know, we're going to like buy a bunch of ICOs or just trying to figure this out or whatever yeah. versus somebody who's like, let me just see if I can fit this in like, like, like a, like a side piece to my life. <laughs> yeah. Is it, and is that what yeah, you Yeah, I definitely agree. Or? We were talking to people. I mean, yeah. So yeah, because yeah. you told me that the response was interesting. You can give me some some more details, like what you found the general response was to the panel. Um, well, I think people there 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 were two there were two there were two types of um, uh, attendees. One was there was a gentleman in the front who was asking some really pointed questions. Oh, in the white he shirt. He was yeah, like, you know, that was a good session. Yeah, it was a good session, but it was a little bit basic. And almost like five minutes after he said that, the woman in blue on the other side of the room had come up <laughs> to me and said. I learned so much. I mean, I thought it was a really in-depth, good discussion. So mm. either, you know, sometimes you, you have some people who are very well informed and right. some people who aren't. And I think we did a good job of keeping it sort of in the middle level. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that was one of the takeaways. Yeah, and also, um, I also, and also think oh, that, go ahead. no, go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. No, 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 please. 
No, no, I was just going to say that, that I also, uh, like, my part as, like, a panelist, uh, sometimes I felt when, I, when I'd feel like the discussion was, was drifting a little too techy, I'd try to kind of steer it to something a little more tangible because I wasn't, personally, I wasn't sure how much, you know, people knew about cryptocurrency in right. the space. But I felt like, I mean, it definitely wasn't, like, a, a total beginner session, per se, but I felt like right. it was, you know, uh, you know, early intermediate, you know, to, to middle-level yes. intermediate session that I felt like, you know, most people get some value from it. Because even, you know, Mr. Whiteshirt, you said it was pretty basic. Oh, yeah. I mean, when he, um, uh, I mean, we were talking about the STOs, the security, you know, token offerings and stuff. Like he kind of perked up when mm -hmm. you know, I talked about Pink Date and some of these other ones that are out there. They're offering these, you know, new breed of ICOs. So, so, so yeah. So I, that's oh, yeah. interesting that we had someone say that because I felt most people were, you know, were just kind of like blown away by like what the space was. Me too. I think he was just definitely probably a rare type of that had that rare knowledge in the audience. Um, I think a lot of other people too, what I what I got back was they're really interested in how cryptocurrency can serve as an alternative form of funding for their mm. startups and for black businesses. And I think they had touched in on the ICOs and, and all of that. So yeah. I think that's our, our audience was real interested in that. Yeah, and I actually had a conversation with um an, with a panelist from another well actually two well two panelists from other um other uh, uh, topics or, or panels, whatever. Um, one guy named Spectacular Smith, great name. Uh, he was a part oh, of the social yeah. media panel, and and we've been discussing, yeah. you know, ways uh, he could possibly tokenize his brand. And then I ran into Natalie Madeira Cofield from the Sister Inc. panel, and she was just wow. kind of curious on how. Yeah, she's she's very impressive, <laughs> and um, yeah. and she uh, was. Uh, you know, just talking to me about like possibly doing something with, you know, like, because uh, I mentioned how, how tokens can be almost like the new rewards club or membership, you know, rewards type yeah. thing for uh, for different organizations. And she was, you know, curious how that might work with her brand of empowering businesswomen. And and, and also, to be honest, it got me into her her panel too. Like, I just wanted to see what more she was talking about. So there are, there are a lot of different ways people can go with cryptocurrency. What do you think... Um, even even the people who weren't there, but from, what do you what do you what have you heard or what have you seen out there in the culture? Do you think would be like our best avenue for uh, for Black folks' adoption of cryptocurrency? Would it be most of us starting ICOs, or would it be you know finding like a like a killer app or or a big celebrity endorsing? Like, what do you think would be our, our big entry point for 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 cryptocurrency with uh, African American people? You know, I I really don't even I think it's just really spreading the knowledge. I think black people are interested in two things really in, you know wealth for life which is you know black enterprises tag how can i use this as investing and to create generational wealth if there's a way or would that message can get get across that this is a way that you can you know alternative way to create generational wealth i think that'll really hit home and i definitely think the icos with the startups i mean i i think black women now are like the the, the number one group that, that are launching businesses Oh, so, I mean, you know, right. black people are launching a lot, lot of startups, black men as well, too, especially the millennials. So no, no, I think that, those that's are important. two big. Yeah. That's important too, as far mm -hmm. as uh, tech tech funding, because black women get like you know what 0.5 percent of all VC funds. Right. I mean, you know, I mean, black exactly. men, you know, not much better, like what one or two percent. So, so yeah, that's right. that's that's great to hear. And yeah, if we yeah. wow, so this reminds me, I had a uh, I I spoke to another gentleman I met after uh, after our panel. Uh, who, you know, he was an SEC consultant and he, you know, we, we spoke, you know, when I came back to Vegas I about him. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think his name is Dwayne Hampton. Mm -hmm. We spoke about some other stuff and mm -hmm. he, and I mean, I wasn't even, you know, waking up that day 
to speak to him to start a revolution or anything, but he really got me thinking about like, <laughs> like black folk need, you know, our, our own like kind of Silicon Valley or like a place where we can all kind of, where, where it's almost like a, like an, an incubator or a hub of place where we can kind of really, you know, get people going with uh, cryptocurrency. And, and the more we right. can talk about it, the more I'm like thinking, you know, this, you know, this should kind of be a thing, you know, because, like, because they're not bringing us out to, you know, to the Bay Area, you know, in droves. So maybe we need right. to start our own. Is it Detroit? Is it Miami with Brian Brackeen? Like, I don't know. I love that idea. And, you know, you have Brian Brackeen in Miami. You have Felicia Hatcher, who's another really uh, well-connected um, entrepreneur. And they do that um, Black Tech Week in Miami. Mm. I mean, I think, like, even, like, a digital currency academy, cryptocurrency mm. academy, you know, that is tied to an incubator. I think that's a, I think that's a fantastic idea. And I think that's a great way to get, especially millennial millennial entrepreneurs involved. Oh my goodness. See, you know, you lead the revolution, yeah. sister. Watch out. <laughs> Watch out. Um, yeah, I'm okay. do it. I'll just give you the idea. Well, I, I mean, you know, <laughs> yeah, but, but the, and that's one thing I've found a lot with people with, um, uh, with African-American people in cryptocurrencies that they want to do something that feels like kind of collectivist, like that, like said, the, to create generational yeah. wealth. And, you know, my tagline, which I love spouting, you know, we have a once in a generation chance to create generational wealth uh, definitely, you know, holds uh-huh. true. And it's, and it just seems like we're, I, I just wish there was like a, 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 maybe, maybe we do need to create our own stuff, but I just, just wish there was a way we could, we could organize or mobilize collectively to, to make this happen because you see a lot of other communities, you know, latch on to like either an industry or an idea and just really, you know, support each other and make it, you know, run. But for us, it seems like we have an, we have the, the technological tools right now, but we don't really have like just the, the singular focus. Maybe that's something we can all work on. Maybe it's, maybe it's something that, you know, we can explore. Yeah. Um, in Black Enterprise, if not the magazine or online on the on the digital blog, tell us tell us a little bit about like some of the contributor blogs and stuff because I'm because uh, I'm interested in possibly joining your ranks. I am so excited. So we have a really rigorous, really um, you know, expansive, comprehensive gamut of knowledge contributors network. I mean, everyone from people who can espouse on, you know, influencer marketing, technology, mm-hmm. uh, STEM education. And I mean, uh, cryptocurrency is definitely a missing component. So to have you on board as a contributor and even just to just to write like a 300, 300 word post on, you know what I'm thinking? We need what you just, you know, talked about. I, that's ex- I think that's great. And that's a great inroad to get to spread the word about cryptocurrency. Yeah, and I'm looking. I'm looking forward to working close with you guys next, uh, you know, several months to try to spread the word because this is one thing that that the people who did attend, you know, our session, people who didn't attend the session, like you know, you know, they had hazy, you know, uh, general knowledge of Bitcoin. They thought it was either a scam, they didn't trust it, or you know, it just wasn't like in their life. But and but when I actually had a chance to talk to some people, you know, outside of, of and I and believe me, I pitched our panel several times before I got there. So uh, hopefully that drove <laughs> a few other people out. Um, they they kind of got they kind of like got it and they're like intrigued and so if we just keep right. peaking the interest of, of the community you know we can still get on and it's still super early it's still super right. early and that's probably one of the first pieces I want to submit is how you know it's never too late to get into Bitcoin Bitcoin right now right. I think is is pumping but even still it's like under right. seven thousand so you know right let's get it, and despite what Mr. White Shirt said, and we love Mr. White Shirt and thanked him for attending, <laughs> but a lot of people still don't understand. They don't like, I think there was a one woman who asked her in the panel, she said, like, she couldn't wrap her head around how Bitcoin got its value. 
Mm. And I remember you and Daryl trying to explain, you know, it's like, how does a dollar get its value? It's by what the society, you know, <laughs> ascribes it to. Absolutely. So and some things it, people don't understand about it still. Yeah. And, and, it, and it really is, it really kind of challenges you to, to not just take, you know, your, the world around you for granted that, you know, what someone says is, well, you are, actually, it's perfect tie into, you know, to, uh, to politics these days that, you know, truth, you know, has been, is proved to be, you know, somewhat, you know, manipulated, you know, it can be, you know, you really have to right. really I, identify what truth, what, you know, truth is and what value really is. And so it kind of, so cryptocurrency right. definitely challenges your assumptions and previously held notions of what value is. Um, one of the things I did, right. um, one of the things I, I did, well, I was interested in was speaking to the, to the, that Dwayne Hampton guy after the, the the panel he was uh he's an sec consultant and and basically i just wanted to know i was like look is the sec you know really looking out for investors in you know main street you know people or are they just trying to slow cryptocurrency down so wall street can ca catch up and he said it's kind of the latter and i just want to kick this over to you to a, an article you hit me to which you know kind of made me smile and blew my mind subtly um that you found out uh today online about the sec you know kind of putting a chill on the space with one of its most notorious promoters yeah, that was uh, I saw this uh, come up on Twitter that um, John McAvee, who's been like a proponent of crypto digital currency, it's going to be the future. It's all we're going to know is said he's pulling back from ICOs and just for the reason you said, because he has fears about the SEC. Yeah, and, the, and those fears are real <laughs> from his yeah, I mean, and lawyers there. They're coming for, for people who aren't doing things legit I'm, or or if you're kinda, not. Yeah, go ahead. I'm just saying I'm kind of glad you're under McAvee is known to be a little paranoid. <laughs> so, I saw the Netflix the special, that, dang it. <laughs> the fact that you have an SEC guy telling you that really, you know, says something. You know, and, I mean, he, I think he said arrests are imminent. Whoa. We're going to get arrested. That's what well, he said in his tweet. Uh, yeah. Well, you know, actually, I mean, arrests have already happened. If you look at some of the 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 companies that have been cracked down on in the space, I mean, and look, and these are like the biggest outliers. These are the ones that were true, like scams and pump and dumps. Like the one that uh, Floyd Mayweather was uh, associated with, I think it was a not, right. I, I, you know, I'm not gonna say the wrong name, but there was one that raised yeah. thirty million, largely off the name of Floyd Mayweather, and they just kind of like disappeared or whatever. You know, though, in, in right. the big connects, you know, they got me for some money too. Right. So, you know, so you know, so you know, they're they're bad actors in space so arrests have already happened so i'm not sure how like i mean he no, he grant he is paranoid and for good reason he's done a lot of shady stuff in his own you know uh life <laughs> you're to, right you know i mean i'd be paranoid if i lived that lifestyle <laughs> like, too there's netflix doc yeah. everyone check it out <laughs> oh my gosh is I, I i've actually spoken to him on the phone like twice in an oh. interview and i mean he's fast he's fascinating he's fascinating to speak to but oh, he's okay. definitely a controversial yeah, and and his thing and the thing with McAfee, I mean, he's a bit of a a running joke in the cryptocurrency community, mostly because I mean, he's he was just so openly trying to manipulate you know uh, uh, token markets by promoting them. I mean, look, there's nothing there's nothing inherently yeah. wrong with promoting a certain token, especially if you're open about it to an extent. But the terms he was demanding were just some of them were just really ludicrous. Well, I remember someone did a screenshot of like a back and forth between you know like an emerging you know coin or something and McAfee and it was, it was something ridiculous like like hundreds of thousands of dollars plus like 10% of the token supply just something outrageous like that just for him to do, to do tweets <laughs> I'm like 
<laughs> no, no, we don't need that. So the fact that Maxie's backing away isn't necessarily the worst thing in the world. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's very true. Very true. So, so yeah, you yeah. know, um, not to keep you too long, because I know you're very busy and you're at work. Um, did you do anything fun uh, in Charlotte that was either non-convention uh, related or, or just interesting? Uh, after my second panel, I had to get on a plane and come back to continue working. <laughs> so, sleep, sleep was fun. Slept <laughs> the in the plane. All right. Well. What uh, you? You? So, what, what, what other, what non-cryptocurrency panel did you get the most value from? Like while you were down there. Um, you know, I really think I, I moderated the panel with Spectacular Smith, who you know, of course, is part of that music group, uh, Pretty Ricky. And he was, he just blew everyone away with his knowledge about like social media marketing. Yeah, I mean, the company he built is um, Adwa, Adwizar, Adwizar. Adwizar. Yeah, I'm, I'm, look, I'm looking at his, actually, I'm, I'm bringing, I'm putting this on camera. I'm looking Sorry. at his, his uh, business card. This thing, it's yeah. a piece of metal. <laughs> He said they cost five dollars each. He's like, but you know what? You'll never forget it. You damn straight, spectacular. I'll never. Forget. I keep this on my wall as what is possible. <laughs> this is wild. I'm you, he's just amazing, and for such a young person, and to be so well versed in, in like social media marketing. I mean, he, he literally, I saw like jaws dropping in the audience. Mm. So I would definitely say that had a lot of value, especially for me as a as a content producer. Um, you know, he I had a lot of good advice for me as well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, get your wisdom uh, where you can. I really liked. Um, yeah. I, I really liked the one that kicked off the whole event uh, with uh, Mark Cuban. You know, he, he was interesting. Oh, his yeah. background, the fact that he was so like open about his musing about running for president. I'm like, oh, okay, all right. I mean, glad to see the rumors are true. <laughs> and, yeah. and tanking. Are you? I'm not sure if you're an NBA fan, but the fact that he was just so open about the whole the whole tanking escapades the NBA. I'm like, is he? Gonna, can he get fined even more for this? Sounds kind of weird. Yeah. Yeah. He's another, he's another character. He's just like so open and just so like, I guess, and I think millennials really relate to him too, because he's just so authentic. You mm -hmm. know, he does, there's just no pretense. He's just like, like I, I, we were all kind of like in shock because at Entrepreneur Summit, he was walking around by himself without any security guard. And one of oh, our staff members really? said he was sitting in the lobby. He was just on his phone. He said nobody even knew it was him. He was going to the elevator by himself. He had no escorts, no entourage. <laughs> well, if I know yeah. that, that would have come up to him and pitched some cinema draft. Hell. <laughs> I, I think, yeah, he had some shades, I think. And people like, oh, wow. you wouldn't even have known it was him. But he was just walking around by himself. That's wow. just the kind of guy he is. That's yeah. cool. Yeah. Um, it, yeah. Yeah. Wow. I, yeah, that's that's amazing because I, uh, him and also I like Byron Allen's mostly because he has such a close relationship yeah. with his mother. Reminds me of of my mother. You know, I was I was I'm an only child and it was just kind of me and my mom for the most part. Now she didn't start like a whole intern program at a studio like Byron Allen's mother did, and, and I did not grow up around showbiz. <laughs> but I really like the fact that he credits her with a lot, and I guess is still pretty tight with her to this day. Yeah. So that was pretty cool. Black yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, just to bring this in for a landing. So, looking forward to Bees Tech Connects. What else, what can you tease us? Do you have any like uh, speakers locked in yet, or 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 what or what can you what can we expect? Um, we're working on it. We're okay. working on working on some getting some really cool names, and we're working on getting like tech people can actually see and test and try out. 
and okay. uh, we'll definitely share details as they happen. So. Excellent. Yeah. Uh, personal request. I'd love to see like a Tesla out there, <laughs> whatever the latest Tesla uh-huh. is. See, see if they're, okay. they're to fund the, the, the struggle. <laughs> okay. All yeah, right. Well, duly noted. Duly noted. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks for taking time out of your busy day. I know you're at work. Um, hopefully not on your lunch hour. I don't it's take always lunch a pleasure. <laughs> oh no, I uh, always, always for you. It's a pleasure. Yeah, and, and great framing of the of the <laughs> Entrepreneur Summit issue right behind you. You know, my co-panelist Brian Brackeen. Yep. Oh, um, thank you. I'm sorry. You, you know, <laughs> that you're, was you're, a coincidence. <laughs> oh no, you know, you're not new to this. You're true to this. Uh, where can you all find Blacks in Bitcoin? Go to blacksinbitcoin.com. We are also on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. But no Snapchat. You don't do none of that. And also subscribe to this podcast, iTunes, Google Music, or which I think is probably becoming YouTube Music, SoundCloud, wherever you get your favorite podcast from. So please subscribe to our channel. Give it a five star rating. Open up a Coinbase account and you will get $10 bonus for every $10 for the first $10 you put in. And I'll get a little kickback too. That's great. You can feel free to tip me on my blockchain wallet as well. Or get the swag at zazzle.com slash blacks and Bitcoin. And also feel free to send me your burning crypto questions. If we get enough of them, I will read them on air. And anything you're working on, Samara, plug your ish. I'm really just working on the agenda with TechConnects. And uh, as always, we have the latest, greatest, greatest breaking black business news and a lifestyle and other news on blackenterprise.com. Great. Well, thanks so much for for popping on the podcast. And, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll see you soon. Thanks. All right. Thank you.